What you are about to hear are accounts of real pro wrestling events. Some names, mostly ours, have been changed to protect the innocent. Welcome to Snap Judgments. <laughs> yeah! It's really uh, a celebration of two things. We'll get to those in a minute. This is Snap Judgments for Wednesday, May 27th, NXT. I am your host, uh, Dr. Doctor. Good Lord, I'm mixing up podcasts. I'm not even on a podcast where I'm a doctor. On this podcast, D.A. Vincent K. Fabe, I am the district attorney of the Raw and Order universe. Um, NXT, man, what a show, what a show, what a show. This one was phenomenal. We started off with the, uh, I don't know, I'm going to say the, the, inappropriate finish to group a from the tournament um from the cruiserweight tournament the match was great the finish was fantastic um i love drake maverick as this ultimate opportunist um i love him more than edge as the ultimate opportunist like this is a great role for him and so we get in jake atlas gets a lot of opportunities to to show his talent, he actually had hits the turn uh, the Rainbow DDT on uh, Drake Maverick at one point. Kushida pulls him out. Kushida does a phenomenal uh, German suplex slash um, reverse bridge pin combination. Where I feel like so he had started off with with having the the reverse bridge uh, pin combination. Started off by having that on uh, Jake Atlas, and then there was a two count. And then he grabbed Drake Maverick and did the German suplex and got another two count to my on both both Drake Maverick and on Kushit or on Jake Atlas. Um, by my estimation, that probably should have been the end of the match because Jake didn't like kick out and he didn't get a shoulder up during that pinning combination. Um, they just restarted the count because now there's two guys getting pinned so that was the only problem i had with this match because um theoretically it looked solidly solidly like kushida had won there um it's splitting hairs and i know that this is just storyline and i and i and i get that it's kayfabe um it just wasn't it, it, it there needed to be an explanation there uh, Jake Atlas kicking out um, at two, or at least raising up his shoulder so that, that then there's a reason to restart, and that didn't happen there. So um, later on, uh, we we've got uh, we've got things going great, and, and Kushida hits the armbar on Atlas off the top rope. Um, during the time, Atlas kind of defends a little bit, buys some time for Drake Maverick to get back in the ring. Uh, Drake Maverick gets back in the ring and um, puts his hand over over Jake Atlas. Kushida does a good job of keeping his shoulder up. Um, Kushida thinks he gets the pin on Jake Atlas. Theoretically, he did. 
at the same time as Drake Maverick got the pin on Jake Atlas. So, um, I still feel like I feel like there's a ton of room for a triple threat here. Again, I, I don't like that Phantasma instead of Tozawa is in on the other side. I really think you could have had a Fatal 4-Way that would have been really, really cool here um, with three guys that we know are staying with the company. Drake Maverick still being kind of the ultimate opportunist. Um, I know that this division, more than ever after this, I know that this division needs a heel, and it needs it badly. Um, and there was no heel work through this tournament. And so I hope that that's the route they're going with Phantasma. Um, Drake could also be that person. Um, I thought Jake Atlas was going to do it last week. So I, I didn't know exactly where any of this was going. Uh, but I really thought that there, there was a good opportunity here to do some heel work. Um, Drake got the win, like I said, by, by the pin. Uh, Jake Atlas also tapped before the third the, the third smack of the canvas, um, leading for some, oh, there, there's a squad, there's a, a loophole in the finish. Um, and then Kushida's just like, no, you won. You go get it. The ref's decision is final. Uh, too much nice guy stuff, man. Like, there has to be somebody to not like. Um, and and you just buried Tony Nice, who was not likable. Um, but you buried him at 0-3. So that's out. Now in these these top contenders, there has to be somebody to not like. Maybe Jordan Devlin can be that. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's stuck in Great Britain. So we're in a really, really odd spot there. I don't know if, uh, if British travel is going to be opened back up by um, next Sunday. But uh, not this coming Sunday, but next Sunday. But I do know, gosh, I, there needs to be a heel somewhere in this dang division. Um, there's so much talent, so much incredible wrestling. Best storyline they've had ever just happened. Um, you, you featured eight dudes and only one of them went 0-3. Um You've got some characters in this division that are a lot of fun. Uh, you can do a lot with this. This tournament could have really built, you know, had this happened at the beginning of 205 Live on NXT, on Raw, on um, SmackDown, on one of the other programs, this is a home run package. Like, this this happens. So, I guess, I don't know. Um, anyway, Drake Maverick gets to win. Great match. Um, told a story, continues to tell a story. Uh, I have never been this interested in the cruiserweight division. Um, we don't have we don't have excessive lucha libre style. Not that I don't that not that I have a problem with lucha libre style. It's just not in excess now, which is kind of cool. Uh, even WCW when they had a really good cruiserweight division that division was at its best when we have multiple styles in there um, wwe's failure really with with its light heavyweight or its cruiserweight uh in history has been or 205 live or whatever you want to call it in, in history has been that they have they don't have style other styles and they don't tell stories and um you know i think i think smarks and i once upon a time talked about potentially having uh finn balor or somebody else gargano uh, lots of different guys that could could still qualify for that division that would be really entertaining, um, could really elevate things, and then you can actually create some characters there. Um, also, 
Buddy Murphy was a really good. I guess that was probably the second best storyline behind this one uh, that the 205 Live or the the cruiserweight division ever told. Um, where Buddy Murphy had constantly having to do the weigh-ins. Loved that storyline. That was really good. So, um, it seems like every time that they get somebody who can actually be a character or put on a show uh, in this division, they, they that person is no longer interested in this division or WWE is not interested in having them in that division. So, hopefully there's something we can do here. Uh, this, this could get really entertaining. Um, because, all, truth be told, every... Uh, there's probably four guys in this division right now that I would consider reasonable uh, candidates to be, you know, North American title or um, UK title contenders. Um, just a lot, a lot of fun here. So the next one, uh, next match we had was Johnny Gargano and Candice uh, with Candice, Candice LeRae versus Adrian Alanis. Um the open was hilarious because Johnny said Johnny set up you know a every other time that we have an a uh, open tournament or a, a weekly open you can you can challenge me every week whoever it's an open whoever wants it um, it's a face move and Gargano made this such a stinking heel move that it was really entertaining and it even started out with him not being able to pronounce Adrian's last name Elanis um, and so he had to lean over to Candace and be like you're kind of embarrassing me why are you getting this guy that that um, that I can't pronounce his last name you know and all this stuff so it was really really entertaining uh, obviously this was a squash match it was designed to be I'll have this open, and I'll pick whoever it is, and it'll be somebody I can easily beat over and over and over again. Uh, we then get uh, Keith Lee, Mia Yim, start talking. Uh, this this may be Keith Lee's finest uh, moment in terms of uh, promos because Mia Yim is, is bound and determined to have an anti-Gargano's dinner pro, uh, promo and Keith Lee said yeah we eat supper like they do <laughs> and uh, ask her about the centerpiece and she says it's cheap and and not worth anything and not good and all this stuff and ah it's the Garganos oh we gotta talk about the Garganos we gotta talk about the Garganos oh Keith Lee's like yeah we can talk about them and then Mia Yen pulls out a flashlight and does the whole scary face thing in, in black and white um, film <laughs> and um, obviously, I really, really the dinner with the Garganos. I really enjoy this. Um, I also love the mocking of it. Like it was, it was pretty good there. And then she, Keith Lee's like, "What the hell? You were talking to me, and then, then you were talking to me, but you had a flashlight in your face, and you were acting all weird, and you weren't even looking at me." And she's like, "No, no, you gotta try. It. You gotta try it." Like. <laughs> I don't know, like the first time, I don't know, first time somebody just pawed or something, I don't know. Anyway, and so Keith Lee kind of resists, like, no, this is stupid. And then he does it, and he's like, that's really bright. It hurts my eyes. I'm not doing this. Uh, of course, they're using, like, a mag light, so they're using, like, solid stuff. Hashtag still not sponsored mag light. There you go. Um, really good flashlights. They are incredible. Um, and adjustable. Ugh. 
Yeah. Maglite, you really, you guys really, really should sponsor us because we could use it so often in this. You know, there's another segment later where where I could talk about it, and I probably will just to, you know, maybe convince Maglite that this is a good thing to sponsor. Anyway, um, and so <laughs> they did the black and white distorted segments. Uh, uh, Keith Lee does one. He's like, yeah, that felt pretty good. I mean, other than that, that's really bright, and I think I'm blind now. Um, Mia Yim, Keith Lee says, what's for dinner? She said, Mia Yim says, ah, oh, the same thing Candace makes Johnny take out. Um, I don't really know who the woman was that came in and I, I think it was, I, at first I had to watch it twice. So at first I thought it was Becky Lynch. I'm like, what? Why? But it was actually Tegan Knox. Um, it took me a while. Like it took me a long while. Um, to figure out <laughs> who it was that was coming in. Because um, I was pretty sure it wasn't Becky, but I was like, oh, the red hair and the the British accent, you know, maybe this is, maybe that, maybe that's who it is. No, it was Tegan. Um, and I actually just read that while I was talking to you guys because somebody else identified her. And so I suck at doing that. Um, so uh, um, it, it led to the setup of the match at in your house. Uh, it, it sounds like it's going to be uh, Candice and Mia next week. It sounds like at NXT takeover, it's going to be Gargano and Keith Lee. Uh, that's not finally confirmed, but um, yeah, soon, as soon as they say yes, that's, that's the go. So uh, squash match is a squash match. The thing that saved it was there was a really good, not really. There was a reasonably good uh, segment at the very end that was kind of enjoyable to watch. Next, we get Shotzi and uh, Shotzi versus Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. Again, I am not sold on Dakota Kai. Haven't been for ages. I'm I'm not sold on Raquel Gonzalez with somebody else there with her. Uh, and the reason I'm not sold on Raquel Gonzalez because it it reminds me so much of Tyson Tomko and Christian Cage or uh, HBK and Kevin Nash, which actually ended up being having the turn. Both of those ended up having a turn on each other. Um, but it just, uh, um, I don't know. Like, I suppose this was an okay match. Um, Shotzi's getting much better with her timing, uh, her offensive timing in particular. Um, I, I mentioned that in the last couple weeks too. Raquel, um really played the powerhouse role here very well she did she she's big and proportionate so she looks like a powerhouse like like she held strong here um there was a couple times where you know Shotzi dodged a bullet a few times and that opened up some a window for him what I don't like is when there's a no sell and then like like We've no sold, we've no sold, we've no sold. Uh, big person throws the other, that's no selling, throws the other person into the corner. The other person is in the corner waiting for big person to hit them. They move. Um, now big person hits their head on the turnbuckle or whatever it may be. Um, and there's another strike and now it's sold. It's so sold that, that it knocks them down. Like if you could no sell that bunch before, running into thumping your shoulder on the wall isn't going to change the punch or the kick to the left leg or whatever it may be. 
Um, and that's that was that gets to be a little bit of my frustration in these, uh, mostly because I need to have a frustration during this show. Uh, <laughs> so, but uh, all in all, a decent match. Um, we did have again. We have Candice come out. Um, she comes out and and uh, uh, there's it's a distraction sort of I guess I don't really know what's going on here. Um, at that point, we did have Dakota Kai interfere. Uh, Tegan comes out and interferes with Candice. Uh, I don't know. Like I, I, it was a jumbled segment there. There was an incredibly, incredibly fun spot. And I mean, fun spot. Um, where, uh, Dakota steals the tank and I really, really enjoyed that. So, uh, for that reason, I'm going to give Dakota a thumbs up on that one. Good job. Um, you know, I don't know. This is a good match. Um, I am starting with Shanti's move set. I am starting to be a little frustrated because she did attempt to cough and drop. Um, I really, really, really like that coffin drop being pretty protected. I know that, that that's an attempt to devalue um, one of the more over on AEWs, but that one kind of belongs to uh, to AEW right now. Um, otherwise, yeah, good match, relatively good match. I, I would like to see Shotzi get the win. She's so marketable and everything, but... Um, I understand what they're doing. They got to have a big person and Dakota interfered and there's a value to the interference. And now there's a value to a dispute between Tegan and Candace, which means probably that Tegan's going to come out during Mia's match next week. I don't really, I mean, there's going to be this, this could be uh this could be a setup for like trench warfare on, on heels versus faces. I don't really know. So I don't know where that's going. Uh, next, we have the tag match. We have Rhea Ripley and Io, uh, Io Shirai versus Charlotte and a person to be named. Um, Io and Rhea both come out. Really uh, decent pop from the faux crowd. Um, that crowd does not do what AEW's faux crowd does. Um, Pipe in some noise. I really feel like they need to pipe in some noise or mic up the fans or something. Um, I would pipe it in. That's just me. Uh, that way the fans, all they got to do is, you know, lift their hands and everything. Um, so pipe in some noise. I think you can get a lot of fun there. Um, they talk about how Flair doesn't have any friends in NXT and she pisses everybody off. And um, then Chelsea Green's music hits and Chelsea Green's the person. And I am ecstatic for this because Chelsea Green is, um, you've heard me talk about her a couple times. I really think that this is a good push for her. Um, just a, a, a really good overall set here. I, I enjoy, um, Chelsea, Chelsea holds her own in this match. And so, you know, if they had an AEW rankings thing after this match, Chelsea would probably be fifth in NXT, um, which would be ahead of Candice. Um, you know, would be behind the other three competitors in this match. Uh, she might even be fourth. You know, and so um, 
she's she's just behind these three and her performance in the ring she she plays the dainty girl a little too much um robert stone helps offset that some um i had i saw a, a tweet the day after this this show um so yeah i am recording this late i'll admit it um smarks gets bitchy and so i like to make fun of him for it anyway I, i'm recording the end and i saw a tweet the day after by um by the actual original bro by Zack Ryder talking about how uh, um, Robert Stone had stole, stole his gimmick and now was uh, pretending to be his girlfriend's manager and now was getting fired. And I didn't, even on a rewatch, I didn't see this where, where she fired him. So I don't know when that's happening. But um, we... Uh, yeah, the, the, I mean, this was a really, really well-played match. Uh, it featured Charlotte. It featured EO's dangerous sides. It featured uh, Rhea's power. Um, at the end, it featured Chelsea taking the, um, taking a bump for Charlotte, which really helped her out. Um, Charlotte tries to attack Rhea. Rhea moves. EO comes in uh, to hit Charlotte in their corner. Again, Charlotte moves. Rhea gets hit. Rhea gets knocked off the edge. Charlotte um, does a roll-up. You know, most devastating move in all of sports entertainment right there. Um, puts her feet on the rope. Gets a heel win. Just a, 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 an all-out uh, performance clinic. I mean, they did a really, really good job here. Uh, and Chelsea Green was the right person for it. Um, just absolutely loved it um so good match built for things sounds like probably charlotte's gonna lose the title if the theories are correct at in your house maybe not i don't know but she won this match and so next week's nxt will tell us um if she has a match next week and if she doesn't there's our answer then the next thing we have is adam cole baby I miss you watching you wrestle. Anyway, Adam Cole, Bebe, uh, and William Regal talk. Uh, this is basically just a way to make this a Velveteen Dreams last chance match. Um, this will really, this tells us a little bit more about what's happening on the outside with Velveteen Dream. Uh, I have a feeling if uh, that Adam Cole will win this, uh, and Velveteen can go handle the legal issues that he's about to have uh, in terms of um, the claims that are against him. This is it, the real life claims instead of the. Um, instead of the kayfabe claims. That said, um, it's been relatively quiet on that front. And if it's quiet enough, then maybe there's a chance that maybe Velveteen, it's all blown over and, and it wasn't real. That it was a false claim against him. So uh, if it's a false claim against him, I expect to see Velveteen Dream win. Um, if Velveteen's going to have some court dates, then I expect to see Adam Cole win. Um, and this keeps the title on Adam Cole. Oh, probably till Keith Lee takes it off of him. I'm going to guess Keith Lee or, or maybe we'll get lucky and it'll be, uh, it'll be Dexter Loomis, um, who takes it off of him, which would be awesome. 
they have a little banter back and forth. Cole can banter with anybody. Regal's got years of experience of being really great at this and the, the playing the boss role. This is just a really good overall set. And yet again, we get another member of DIY in a squash match. So maybe that's what we'll name this one. The NXT uh, DIY squash. Um, it sounds like a recipe for how to make squash by yourself on NXT. Anyway, um, Champa takes on Leon Ruff, who is also the first match that uh, that uh, Karrion Cross had. Um, of course, this is to Scarlet comes out and watches him. Scarlet does a great job of kind of this. I don't know this like at the end of the match she gives gives a little smile out of one corner and it's it's a little bit smarmy a little bit evil the whole time she just watches she doesn't do anything she doesn't interfere just watches and then at the end uh, the, uh, as I said this is a squash so uh, Champa wins uh, he wins with uh, the fairy tale ending so um, sorry I didn't mean to like forget about the match but this is all designed for the build to in your house um carrying cross comes on tv and tells champa yes he is special yes that nxt is going to be special um but he's going to hurt him in ways he's never been hurt before pretty generic stuff um i you don't have to build this much like there's not a person out there that watches NXT right now that isn't excited to see Champa versus Karrion Cross. Um, I'm disappointed that we had to have. Uh, I don't even think you need a match here. You can just have a promo. You can have a couple promos. You can have one of them attack the other one behind the scenes. Yeah, whatever. Just do your thing. But that's okay. So, uh, and then finally we get to the cage fight. And the cage fight. The ending made me say, ha, 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 yeah. Oh, I'm so happy. So incredibly, incredibly happy. The bro, the original bro, who isn't really the original bro, because that's, again, that's uh, Zack Ryder. Yeah. Matt Cordova. Sorry. Um, but the original bro, who's not the original bro, Robbie E could also be that, and that's Robert Stone. He's here. Um, the original bro, who's not the original bro, go sleep, bitch. <laughs> this match was lights out. Um, Thatcher lost two teeth during this match. Um, it's all over the place. It goes. There's a platform on top of the steel cage. I love this freaking cage. Like, this should be a cage on the regular in WWE. That platform is awesome. It's a safer platform. You don't have to have people fall as far. Um, it, it, the, there's no ring ropes involved, so you've got more impact in terms of showmanship. Um, this I love this freaking cage. Like this should be a, a regular. This this cage is worth more. Uh, is more worthy of a of a uh, match style specific uh, match style specific match than most of them. Most of the other things they have, or match match style specific pay per view than most of them. This thing was really really good, and it was brutal. Um, as I said, Timothy Thatcher lost two teeth. 
Um, they had to stop the match so that he could, you know, give him, give his teeth to somebody so that he can get him put it back in his skull later. Um, really, really a good match. Um, there's there's a lot of, of just pain and and oh, this is just a great match. The only way to win this match was supposed to be being tapped out or knocked out. And I don't know what most other people would say, um, but a ref stoppage because somebody passed out is not really a tap out or a knockout. That said, safety has to come first, and they could do this again in the future. So, um, I disdain Riddle. You can do this match. You're allowed to do this match again in NXT. Please do it again. Um... So the old, the 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 bro, the ultimate bro can get, uh, or original bro can get his ass handed to him again. Uh, great match. Um, Timothy Matt Thatcher does a great job. Uh, Matt Riddle hits a backflip off the top of the platform, thingamabobber. Um, I, I, Thatcher probably has more injuries than that. I mean, this is just a, a solid match. These two work so well together. I really wish there was going to be more here. Um, there's probably not because you don't end in a cage like that unless you do the cage again. I mean, you guys can do the cage again. That works. Um, I'm excited. Um, Kurt Angle does a good job, plays the role well. Um, we saw, we saw several, uh, uh, Submission attempts and pin attempts and all this other type of stuff. Um, they bad. There was a moment where, uh, actually, towards the end, before the tap out. So Thatcher has Riddle, um, or not tap out, uh, in a in a rear naked choke, not closed in. He's not laying down on the mat. Uh, he's pushing him kind of towards the fence to get more control for the laydown. Uh, Riddle pushes off with his feet. Thatcher lets go of the hold, smashes his face against the fence. Puts it back on. Riddle bounces him off the cage a couple times and then does a big drop, back drop um, onto Thatcher um, so so that basically the position Thatcher wants to be in, but he, he, his goal is to hit him with enough impact that, that he lets the hold go. And he does. And then Thatcher goes back to it and locks it in. Now it's permanent. Now they're both laying on the ground. Um, Thatcher gets the win. Um... And, and Riddle sold the, everything in this match so well. Um, if I didn't hate his character, he may be one of the better wrestlers in all of WWE. Um, but I hate his character. So, bro, you're done. You're asleep. Stay asleep. Come back a different character. This match was great. Seriously, go watch it. Um, Yeah, yeah, just a really cool thing. I, I, I will say, um, the King of Bros, shout out, there were some tweets shot out at him. Um, I don't, there's something going on here, and I don't know what it is, but there's something going on. So, um, and then, uh, you know, we had we had other builds in there, like the Imperium feud and, and all that stuff. I am, there was a, there was a uh, review of, Loney or Oni Lorkin, Loney Lorkin, Oni Lorkin, and Danny Birchall. Um, I am pumped to watch those guys continue to have matches, and they're taking on uh, Imperium later on. There's a, a review of Imperium in there. I, 
whatever. All that's all that's fine and dandy. Um, yeah, just excellent show overall. So I'm gonna go through give a review for each match. Um, acquitted or convicted. Um, it is either acquitted of its excellence or it's convicted of awesomeness. So. Um, I'm going to start at the very beginning. This triple threat, best match of the tournament. Still the wrong way to do the tournament. I really, really think they could have done a five or six or four-way, fatal four-way, whichever way they wanted to do it. And the finals would have been so much better. You could have pulled off an hour in in a match with these guys. It would have been that good. Um, And nobody would have been pissed off. Nobody would. Um, that said, um, this man, I mean, this is, this is nine convictions of awesome. I mean, this is just so good. Um, go watch this match. This one and the last one, watch the sandwich in between. There's some good stuff. There's some stuff not to watch. Um, the only reason, the next one, the only reason to watch it is to to continue the storyline. The match itself, the match itself is a two, the promos, because of their comedic level are probably a six um six convictions the match itself uh is an eight acquittals of anything good um yeah it's uh, the match uh, squash matches or squash matches you know uh we'll just move on um Shotzi and Raquel this is the center of the show and it's the center of the crap <laughs> um I don't like Raquel and I don't like Dakota. There's some storyline that gets told here that probably means that it's five on five, acquittals to, to convictions. Um, the match itself is probably a six out of six out of ten, so six convictions, four acquittals. Um, just as a whole, I'm not in love with it. I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, Rhea, Io, Charlotte, Chelsea. Um, this is going to get eight, eight convictions. I mean, this one is a solid, solid match. There's a lot of uh, this elevated Chelsea Green so freaking far that I don't understand how anybody could not love this match. And the other three are just so good. Um, I am very impressed with this match. This ma- I, They need to take this Chelsea Green thing and run with it um, in terms of elevating her. Um, she is a top-tier athlete. Um, she's in my opinion, she's above Candace and Smart's opinion. She's not. That's okay. Cause Smart's can be wrong. He watches AEW. Um, yeah, good match overall. Um, I don't, I don't review, I don't review segments, so I'm not even going to talk about Adam Cole and William Regal again, uh, in terms of scoring, uh, Leon Ruff, Tommaso Champa. You know how I feel about squash matches. This is two, two convictions. Um, just not much going on here. Misdemeanors at best. I mean, there's, there's just not much to. You're not gonna. You're not gonna fill a courtroom with this story. Um, the storyline telling. The story's already told. So if 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 the newspaper hadn't already printed the article, if we didn't already know where the battle was going, if we weren't already excited about the future battle, this maybe matters. But we know all of that stuff. What it did do. That'll move it from a two to a four is elevated Scarlet a little bit because you actually got to see her watch Champa a little bit. Um, and and she for for not getting involved, there was that's kind of intimidating. She's she's different. I don't know. Uh, and the 
last the the last best option I have to uh, to call out the original bro is bro I am so glad you lost it's a nine because you lost nine and a half because you lost it's a 9.9 because it was an exceptional match this was and, and god you're good just hate your character I hate it I hated it when Robbie E did it I hated it when Long Island IZ did it Zack Ryder um, I thought it was lame I still think it's lame but what a freaking match, dude. <laughs> Same with you, Timothy Thatcher. I am excited to see you move on in your singles career. Um, it's just this rough and tumble ass kicker. I am so pumped about this. Um, I don't know if this is over, and I hope it's not. But I hope it continues to be Matt Riddle getting his ass handed to him. So as a whole, um, this, this show actually reaches something that I like to say on occasion. Uh, I, I typically don't say it on these, but I'm going to say it. This show's a shit sandwich. There's a ton of crap in the middle um, that I think they were shooting for storyline building. There's a ton of really good stuff in the middle. Um, this is like this is like a, a cheeseburger with tons of cheese on the outsides and good meat in the middle and all that stuff. And then, but there's just fucking layers of lettuce in there like tons and tons of lettuce like you get all the cheese you get all the bacon you get all the burger you get all that stuff and then there's there's a head of lettuce also in the middle of that sandwich that that's the kind of the kind of shit sandwich we're talking about and i know even vegans don't like lettuce sandwiches so that's where i'm at on this um i'll give the show because of the first and last matches and the charlotte match the the women's tag match i can easily give this show a six i'll give it actually an eight because those matches are that good um this this show is two squash matches away from being a 10 um and better storytelling in the eo match uh or not the uh the shotzi match uh shotzi and raquel match so I'm gonna give it an eight. Um, if the squash matches are Kenny Omega level squash matches, and don't ever tell Smarks I said this, this is probably a ten of an episode um, because Kenny Omega can make a squash look good. Um, these guys make a squash look like a squash, and so nobody got elevated there, and the storylines didn't get elevated. There was a little bit of humor from Keith Lee. God bless it. Um, but this shows eight convictions that it could have been a 10. Anyway, um, thank you for listening to Raw and Order. We will be back. There's a SmackDown review coming Friday. Uh, if you haven't listened to the AEW review, I know that got done before this one. So um, go listen to the AEW review uh, because it's after a very, 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 very good double or nothing. Um also, check out our, our partners on the Tatnus Co. Podcast Network. Um, go watch Chicken Hen um, or listen to Chicken Hen. Go, go listen to Tatnus. Go listen to all the great, great, great commentary uh, on other things there in the Dicebox Slam, uh, Basement Bullshit. It's a fun network. You really should go listen. Uh, 
<coughs> also, remember, we got a merch store now. Some really cool shirts up. It's at spreadshirt.com uh, backslash raw and order. Um, pick up some shirts there. It is so cool to see those shirts. Um, I actually own a couple of them. And uh, the contest winner is was announced on Sunday, so go back, check that show, uh, the, which is the AEW, um, the AEW review of Double or Nothing. Uh, good, good, awesome that somebody won. They won all four shirts, so they did their job the right way. Uh, thank you for listening to Raw and Order, and NXT probably still kicked AEW's ass this week, but I don't know yet, and I'll find out. I'll probably talk about it with Smarks on Sunday when we record the uh, the Raw and Order WBU. So, yeah. Peace.